Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hey. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is J. Thomas Ryman. And we just watched Oppenheimer. Opieheimer. Yeah, I am become guy who's seen Oppenheimer. <laughs> now I am become dad, watcher of Oppenheimer. <laughs> we imagine a future. And our imaginings horrify us. They won't fear it. Until they understand it. Understand it until they've used it. Oh, yes, yep. all the daddies. All of the dads. There were many, many dads in the theater. Yeah. I saw this the earliest possible showing, 10 30 in the morning, filled with dads. Was it packed? It was packed. That's cool. I I want to start by talking about the theater experience because I I stupidly I, I got my tickets weeks ago, so I didn't know what kind of day we were going to have because we've had a full day. But I um, I got tickets at the Chinese Theater, the TCL Chinese Theater in the main, you know, the IMAX Theater, the classic, yeah. you know, 100-year-old theater uh, to see it on 70-millimeter IMAX. And um, I don't know if you, <laughs> Tom, you ever been to Hollywood? You ever try to oh, yeah. navigate Hollywood? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, real trash experience. Uh, and so it's like, you know, panic attack to get there and back. Even with plenty of time, uh, it's just an, a garbage experience. And so I remember thinking, like, this might have been a mistake, right? It's a three-hour-long movie. I'm in this crowded-ass theater. I was in, like, the front row area. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to say great time. I, like, movie aside, I had a great time. It was just really, the seats the were actually kind of good. <laughs> yeah, well, it was like the front area, not the front oh, okay, row. I see. And um, it just kind of made me feel good about movies, Tom, <laughs> uh, because it was literally like I'm sitting in the theater and there's like bros and like these 20 year old kids, like of all ages, just like, oh, yeah, Oppenheim, we're going to sit down and watch this fucking movie. Yeah. People like chatting about it like it's a Marvel movie. And then everybody just shut up for three hours and watched basically JFK. <laughs> essentially yeah this is jfk it's not not jfk yeah and it made me feel like i was in the 90s where it's like when a movie like this would just be like a box office hit you know where everybody would go watch Aaron right Brockovich. it would be like it would be one of the top five films of the year right and i remember watching certain scenes that we'll talk about and being like do these like bros around me are they even enjoying this and then everybody's filing it out 
filing out, everybody fucking loved it. <laughs> everybody was talking about how much they loved the movie. That was essentially a series of hearings. Um, yeah, that's really all it is. Yeah. It's a lot of people talking. <laughs> yeah, it just made me feel good where I'm like, okay, are we ready for this again? Are we ready for dad films to watch a bunch of boring ass films? Uh, yeah, this movie's a lot of talking in, I, I, in IMAX, um, which, no, you don't need... Um, would it, do you? I mean, what would you say? Do you th- think this is worth seeing in IMAX? I don't think you need to. I'll um, say the sound was pretty fucking impressive. I'm sure the sound would be impressive, and there's some. Yeah. Some of the shots would have looked cool, like some of the um, establishing shots or the landscape shots of like Los Alamos and things like that. Yeah, there was. But like, there's there was not def- much of a reason to see this in IMAX. That's for sure. That those were the points, which is like like landscape shots like i'm watching a nature documentary right. that was it where i was like "Ooh, that's kind of pretty in IMAX." yeah <laughs> what did you think of this movie um i liked it yeah uh, yeah i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a stan in heiner heimer yeah i think i think it was a pretty good movie it's i think there's some movie. stuff sure i've been seeing on the internet that we should talk about and address a little bit here and there but okay. like i think generally speaking this was a very good movie i i was scared that the marketing was going to piss off the audience watching the movie because like spoilers uh yeah a bomb goes off in like one scene that's not what it's about literally it's really not talking. what it's about it's not at all no. it's not even about it's, it's not even bomb. about the making of the atomic bomb really no i mean it and it, it documents that sure but like it's about how when it's about a lot of things but the main thing is uh, when people in power need to, to demand answers from science and they don't like the answers that they get yes that is a big part it's, of it, this. covid looms along over this and like uh, many other Absolutely. things uh, climate change uh, yeah, you know, but yeah, and the literal sense is about the the politicians destroying Oppenheimer after the fact when he spoke up against the hydrogen bomb. One of the most, um, I thought, like powerful scenes, uh, not the bomb going off. Surprisingly, is when they just leave with the bombs and they're like, "We'll call you." Yeah, and then they don't. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and and yeah, that was it. it. That was and it. That's like, all he right. heard. He they never... just throw him out. You're done. He doesn't even You're get done. to. He doesn't even get to speak to the president um, until like months later, it seems. Right. Uh, yeah, I thought that was that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, it's it, how oh, simply man. they just kind of crate him up and throw him on the back of the truck and off they go. Yeah, 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 and that's it. And then yeah, they pretty much all the scientists kind of just get you know cast aside mm-hmm. uh they do they do whatever afterwards uh and oppenheimer of course is famous because he's the the guy yeah um yeah uh boy i feel like skipping around a lot because i literally just i saw this 20 minutes ago sure uh yeah, yeah we can skip around a lot because the movie does too it has like two different timelines but there's also flashbacks within each timeline so he does a thing, Nolan does a thing where he keeps one timeline in color and one timeline in black and white. And it's not even really a timeline necessarily. It's the it's whose point of view it is. Yeah. And I, I'm sure there's an artistic reason, but there's also like a logistical reason because it was just like, I appreciate this. Yes. Yeah, I obviously. Yeah. It's yeah. there is an artistic reason to do it, but it's also just a functional, re- like a utilitarian reason to do it so that the audience doesn't get confused because it jumps around your a mind, lot. Yeah. But it is sort of like they call they're briefly at the beginning. It's like they title one 
one view the color fission i think and black and white fusion i think oh yeah i might have it backwards um no i think it was that uh and the fusion one is in black and white and it's from the point of view of robert downey jr's character as he's getting ready to as he's going through his ear hearing to get appointed to possibly appointed to the white house cabinet i'm not sure who's president at this time i guess eisenhower um i think so if it's in the i think it's not it's not Nolan does this thing a lot with... It's not with, Gary Oldman anymore. It's no, no longer Gary Oldman. <laughs> Harry S. Oldman. Uh, that uh, was a surprise. That was a real shock. Yeah, it was partway through that scene where I realized it was Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, that's not the biggest shock. The biggest shock to me was me repeating several times to myself, is that Josh Hartnett? It sure is. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, and he's like a major character. He is, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh shit! I sort of. Oh right. It's it's. Uh, he's going through his hearing to j- join the cabinet, and the color one is Oppenheimer going through his hearing to see whether or not he's going to retain his government clearance and whether or not he's going to be considered uh, a communist. Basically, this is during the McCarthyism. So it's right. which is so it is kind of weird because the the color one is actually in terms of when the when the events take place. That one's the one that's actually in the past. Like the black yeah, and white yeah. one with with Robert Downey Jr.'s character is what is supposed to be contemporary to the I, when the movie takes I, place. I actually, yeah, I actually think that was the smart choice because I think he knew yeah. one we were going to spend the most time in the other right time, and it's like, well, that can't be all black and white. We want to see the nuke in color, mm-hmm. don't we? Um, but also, that also signifies that is the prime timeline, or the, meaning that. Sorry. What's interesting to me about this is it's about hindsight in a way. Mm-hmm. And so like putting the future in black and white is kind of making the future secondary right to this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was a, just a smart idea with what they were, you know, and it's sort of a fucking movie about. And it sort of speaks to the binary thinking that he comes up against with all the government people yeah. who are like, well, we've got to build the bomb because Russia might build the bomb. And then Oppenheimer's trying to talk about nuclear agreements and disarmament and like a, a, a worldwide council on nuclear energy and stuff like, you know, yeah. to prevent the building of a hydrogen bomb. Um, so, in a, so there's that element of it too. And then there's also, I think just because we're trained to do it because we've been watching modern movies all our lives and m- the majority of modern movies are in color. Uh, yep. seeing the two side by side, our minds will put more importance on the one that's in color. For sure. And that's what he wanted. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, I, I, I don't know how much you know about Oppenheimer. I don't know that much. Not really I'm anything. Gonna, yeah. I'm taking this movie at face value for the record. And because that was one of the uh, things the internet is doing sure. right which is like well actually it's this of or well course. actually it's, it's, that. it's a movie and i yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take it at face value because i i what they're presenting whether or not it's true is very effective of a story about a guy who feels forced to build this thing but absolutely feels the weight of what he did right and i i don't know if that's actually the case you know um it because seems to be, you know, with his famous that's quotes and that's sort of kind of the, you know, and then obviously the position that he took afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Um, like one assumes, um, yeah. I just don't know, I know what's it's, being left. I know it's this. based on that biography or I think it's a biography. It's, it's based on a book called Modern Prometheus or American hmm. Prometheus, I think. Yeah. American Prometheus. 
Um, yeah, modern. I'm thinking that's Frankenstein. Anyway, right. <laughs> um, I always want to make that distinction because as we talk about this movie, we'll be like, an Oppenheimer does this and does that, and it's like I'm talking about the character, right, the character in the I film. Guess, like, yeah, I in understand the, in the that context of this film. Events yeah. are streamlined and truncated, and everybody, you know, the the dialogue is made more movie, and get, people are probably uh, fused together into characters for efficiency, and I'm sure they smoothed over some more unpleasant parts of his character and other more unpleasant parts of the story probably but yeah that's we understand that so if we're there's talking some about implied movie. there's a lot of implied unpleasantness yeah he, with Flor- florence Pugh. he fucks everyone man he yeah. cannot I stop surprised. screwing around on his wife <laughs> yeah i, I want to so this is interesting to me i, I don't know what to make of this like this was i I saw this chinese theater so they do a person who comes out and goes like you know here here's oppenheimer with with all these people uh and they list the cast didn't list emily blunt and like none of the marketing really lists her but they lean on florence Pugh. and i thought that's weird because she's popular right now she's like yeah yeah the actual like character that's in it a lot more uh so i just thought that was interesting yeah. Uh, like, they're very interesting marketing for this movie. I think they, like, kind of snuck it in. Like, they, you know, again, everything was based around the bomb and the marketing. And then they were like, oh, by the way, there's going to be a nude scene between these two. And they were really pushing that shit. Uh, and it's like, you know, barely, you know, there was no dong. There was no. No, nobody Murphy hangs dong. dong. Nobody hangs dong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's more, and it's more interesting. And then later on, it's revisited in an unpleasant way because it's like meant to be vulnerability and shame that he's like feeling during the hearing. Yeah. So I, I was at first thinking when I start when I got like halfway through this movie, I was wondering like, does this have to be three hours? Um, And I think it did. I did. I didn't notice the length while I was watching it. It wasn't until I got out of the theater. I was like, holy smokes. No, I mean, like, I, I'm hungry. I wasn't noticing the length, but I was, like, wondering. But, like, yeah, they, they kind of have to spend, like, an hour setting up his vulnerabilities, right? His relationship with the, you know, the, the communist uh, campus group. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, uh, labor uh, unions. Daring, and yeah, daring to want to form a union. The teacher's uh, union, yeah, or a professor's union, yeah. Yeah, and and then the relationship with Florence Pugh, and then yeah, they 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 very bluntly and then show kind of his like, ego, and then the key yeah. almost the first thing we they show us him do is him almost poison his professor. Yes, um, which I know it's a real thing he did. I felt like they didn't spend it, it's like what they do to establish him, and it's one of, it's weird because it doesn't feel fitting for his character, which is f- silly to say about a real person, you know. That I I know that's like one of the things I know he did. He didn't seem that cocky, I guess. They didn't make him out to be that arrogant in my mind. Um, He is, but like, I think the apple is more like wanting to put the genie back in the bottle, like realizing the destructive force of like, I'm not sure that that necessarily would have killed him. It's it's thematically relevant, right? right? Yeah. Which is that he does it and then he comes back the next day and quickly grabs the fucking apple and um, yeah. So like it's definitely thematically relevant, and ob- again, it's a thing a guy it's a actually, thing he did. actually did. Yeah. Uh, so it's, <laughs> I can't say it's out of character. Right. It's more just that the film. Uh, I don't know. It felt actually oddly out of place in the film, totally for the character to me, but not not a whole lot. No, I think I it mean, show, I again. Think I really, it demonstrates I really like how movie, he's able so. to. 
I think it demonstrates how he's able to intellectually separate himself from what it is he is doing. Yeah, he's, he, that's true. Uh, Jason Clark bullies him into into it in the uh, hearing scene where you know another atomic flash happens because he's getting pressured so much. Uh, but he basically bullies him into admitting that ha- had he had an H bomb to drop, uh, he would have recommended a target that was big enough so that it was worth the drop. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's I, I. I do you think the movie does a good job with this with the fact that he isn't he isn't innocent um and they they are showing like his detachment no. right that is what the apple is th- supposed to be and that is what like generally is happening which is there's a point in this movie where it's just a goal uh and they yes. do a good job like i've seen a lot i've seen some criticism of being like there's no like representation of the japanese people i actually have a thought about that me too me too you go first because he didn't Like, because the whole idea of this movie is that he is divorcing himself from he's he's treating it as an abstract or as a project. Like they call it a gadget instead of a bomb while they're working on it. Yeah. And like he doesn't participate in the like a lot of the scientists really object to it, to it being used as a weapon. And they're having like meetings about it on on the facility at Los Alamos um, and other uh, there were other research sites around the country. There's people up in Chicago, like Rami Malek and his guy yeah. try to get him to sign so this. Many actors. There's so many people who are in this movie for like Tony three Goldman. scenes. Tony Goldwyn's in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's in this movie. Fuck. Jason Clark being a real Jason Clark type. Casey Affleck shows up as a terrifying murderer. So yeah, he sure does. He really slides right into that role. <laughs> yeah. Just an My emotionless God. sociopath. But, right. um, it's the the the, the whole, a big part of the movie's theme is about the fact that he is not facing up to the reality of this. And in point of fact, the movie never shows you any of the actual destruction of the bomb. Like it shows yeah. him sitting in um, a theater where they're watching slides, and it doesn't show the slides. It just shows want, his yeah. reaction to it. And he, I definitely want to talk about that. Yeah. So sorry, it's like I'm not saying it was the best thing to do, but I. I think it was done very intentionally to serve what this movie is about and, and what this, the, the, the sort of turmoil of this character of what he's facing. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I, my mind is swimming here because I just found something out about our cast. Oh, sure. Uh, so one of the cast members has been on our podcast, Tom. Oh yeah. James Urbaniak is in this film. He is. <laughs> yeah. Who was he? He's, I don't know. I'm going to have to watch it again. I missed him. Friend of the show, James Urbaniak, yeah. is in this movie. Um, so that's fucking weird. Um, so anyway, what was your yeah. thought on that? So, yeah, okay. So uh, when it be, before going into this movie, I actually like thought in my mind, like, you know, it would be neat's the wrong word. Like, I didn't think they were going to show the bomb drop, right? No, that's in bad taste. I really did Nobody, not. 
Nobody wants to see that. I would that. have been then, really disappointed in the film had they done that. No, yeah. that would have been fucking nuts. Yeah. Also, I knew that he did this with, he says, all practical. And it, I would believe it's all practical having watched the film yeah, from beginning to end. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. There's, well, stuff like the, like his weird atomic fusion fantasies. I know like movies like The Fountain did that with w- certain water effects, water tank effects that they could probably do for this. Um, like the cosmic shit, mm-hmm. the atom shit. Yeah. Um, and the explosion itself, it's like, it's not to scale. It's you kind of, see. it's kind of abstracted. Yeah. I want to talk about that scene. It's obviously. which I thought was really, um, I thought it made it that much more powerful because when it was done, I did have this feeling of holy shit. That's, that's what I guess that's all I'll say it now is like, I, that was the scene where I was like, oh, I wonder if the bros in the audience are disappointed because everybody wanted to see a bomb go right, off. Everybody wanted to see and a bomb go it's off. A, it's a small scene. And then I was listening to the same bros. They're like, dude, I teared up during that scene. Right, yeah. Because it doesn't show much. It's how the editing, the weight on the screen is, is really fucking well done. That like it's not a big explosion on screen no. and it's on in nighttime. So it doesn't really look like much. Uh, and it didn't matter. It was fucking heavy. Um, of course it was, but, um, so like I was imagining like, what if they did an Oppenheimer movie where they kept cutting back to Japan and like before the, while the bomb was being made to like families there or like one kid there, like showing like, yeah, these are the people that are going to die. Right. Um, and I'm sure some people thought like, why didn't, yeah, I think some people expected that, right? Some sort of reminder of like, these are the people he's killing by doing this. But I, I think it's, I think it was the right decision ultimately to do what he did Mm -hmm. because it's exactly what you're saying, which is that he didn't see those people. No, and he's not thinking of those people and they don't want us to think about those people. And then there is a moment in this film, which I thought was very well done where it all hits them like a, like, well, a bomb, uh, it, after the, the, the bomb gets tested, he's doing the, like, we did it speech. And he just basically, they simulate a panic attack, right? Yeah. Where like, they do things like the audience is cheering, but we can't hear them anymore. We hear them but, stand like, up, hear but we can't hear their yeah. claps or their cheering. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear. Yes. That's what's really cool. You can hear like other sounds in the room, Yeah, but not the clapping. And then he starts seeing things like their face peeling off. Mm-hmm. He looks down and he's stepped in a charred body. And it's like this moment where it hits him. And again, I don't know what actually happened. I don't know what's in his heart. Uh, in his his long dead it's, heart, but like for the character that we're watching on screen, it was a very effective way of showing like he's basically been like th- he's it's been abstract in his mind right until this moment, and, and then it becomes really fucking real. And then having him not look at the slides like a coward was really effective yeah, too. Yeah, he couldn't face it. Yeah, yeah, and so they they that that's like. I, I thought it was a good way of doing it because it doesn't feel like the movie glosses over it. No, it at really doesn't. Me. I don't. I didn't get that impression at all. Of but of you know that's just me. Um, I it do, was. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I think people. I know I was like Nolan has this tendency to be like, you know, he's obsessed with the tech stuff. He's he's a bit of an Oppenheimer himself. You could argue, right? Where sure. it's like, I was I was scared that he'd face this movie with a certain cold detachment that he didn't you know right Um, i would have been disappointed if it was well i wouldn't have been disappointed it just it would have been a much 
less good, less effective movie if it had just been about the Manhattan Project and the construction of the bomb. But exactly. that's really not what it's about. It really it's is not. this character study. Yeah, and it's a lot more emotional. And mm-hmm. I mean, for the record, I mean, Nolan understands that stuff. I do think there's certain things that he kind of gravitates towards, I've noticed, which is like troubled genius who burns through women. Yep. The, you know, just, this reminded me of the prestige, weirdly enough. Sacrificing women at the altar of his own ambition. Like, that's a yeah. pretty recurrent theme in Nolan's and it, films. It's, it, and he's not praising these people but he's also centering his lens on them right yes. in a in a way so he is in a way praising them um as like these scientific minds who are above the pleasantries of like humanity in this weird way but again this feels like him being kind of aware of that um at least somewhat for sure because at least somewhat yeah he's presenting I, the, this this character of Oppenheimer, I don't know how I'm talking about. The, I'm not talking about the real man, like we said, um, yeah. as a guy whose back is against the wall. Like he's like, well, look, all we we had to all of us uh, quantum physicists had to flee Germany because most of us are Jewish, um, and you know, so he's in um, America, um, where he, he. I mean, he's American, but he had been uh, in um, Cam- Cambridge or not Cambridge. Um, he had been overseas doing some kind of study. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. he, so it, he's, um, in a position where it's like, well, I know the Germans have all of these great scientists because I've met with them and I've, I've read their work. I've, I know them. Like we were friendly with each other, you know? So he's yeah. like, I, we, I know the Germans can build this bomb and they are it, like, and they, they find in the news that they actually have a, they've, they've got like an 18 months head start on it. So at one point, yeah like he's he's on the project because he's like look i understand this is not what i would like to do but i understand this has to be done and there's one point where his friend um david crumholtz uh is like yeah. i don't think i can be on this project because he's like, i don't want the sum total of f- physics and all the work that i've done and all of our f- uh, friends and colleagues have done i don't want the culmination of that to be a weapon of mass destruction Right. Um, and he basically says to Crumholds, he's like, well, I don't know if we can trust uh, America with this weapon, but I know we can't trust the Nazis with this weapon. So it's like he yeah. he's a guy who is being asked to do an impossible thing and make an impossible decision to do that thing. So it, like he has an aptitude for it because he's this brilliant person who just doesn't he's you know, he's he's able to he's so in his own mind anyway that he's very easily able to be cold and detached from everything. So he just turns that part of his brain off. And then it just be the weight of it. Like as the movie goes on, he just cannot keep the weight of what he's actually doing out until it just breaks in and they simulate it with like another atomic flash, uh, you know, anyway. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Uh, Their use of sound in the atomic flash, um, the use of the, the bleachers sound, which comes like early in the right, in the movie and you don't know what it signifies and it signifies that moment of i guess intense guilt um it's when, when yeah, he realizes what he did the achievement of the, his the goal yeah that, yeah it's like a countdown yeah, the use of sound. and it also like the it's sort of you hear it in the trailers it kind of sort of sounds like they describe the reaction as particles colliding faster and faster and faster in a chain reaction until ultimately it can't be stopped so you can right. kind of imagine that that's what it sounds like. So it's building up to the explosion. Right. And of course, a lot of this is about 
that a thing that can't be stopped. Um, You know, I think it it was helpful because focusing on the witch hunt against him, the communism stuff Mm -hmm. is sort of also showing it's, it's, like you said, it's a very good look at like rejection of science and scientists and, you know, some very modern things, but it also shows why it's so scary to have nukes in this world. It's a scary world with scary people, you know, mm-hmm. who are making very stupid decisions. And it, and, and this film ultimately ends on, and I, it was very smart, like the Einstein whole thing where he goes to Einstein to be like, we have these calculations that like, it might blow up the world. It might create a chain reaction that won't stop um, and, uh, you know, light the atmosphere on fire. And they mean very literally. You see it in the trailers. Matt Damon is like, there's a chance this will blow up the world. Um, and, of course, it doesn't. And then there's this whole, and I, I can't, I want to talk about the Nolan of it all, where Nolan can't help but to do, like, twists. Yeah. Plot twists still, uh, which is very funny. But there's this scene early where he talks to Einstein, and Einstein walks away all sad. And you keep wondering, like, what did he say to Einstein? And what we find out at the very end, what he said to him is, we did start that chain reaction, didn't we? Like, whether yeah. or not, yeah. like We did, we did end the, the world. Yeah, it's just a slower chain reaction than we thought. Yeah, and, it's, and of course, then they show like a shot of modern nukes and then the world just on fire, essentially. Yep. Uh, and then the movie fucking and ends, it ends and you're like, fuck, man. Shit. Yeah, I, I love that. I actually kind of like I really liked that. Uh, I, I think I loved it. But I really I, I really thought it was effective. Uh, you know, it does have a little bit of like a, a prestige feel well, to it. But like I it, liked that. It was the moment where, because initially he's friends with Robert Downey Jr., who's, uh, I forget his name, Seal, Sears, Seals? Um, it is, shit, I had his stupid name, Strauss. Strauss, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, Louis so, Strauss. Um, they're initially, he's like friendly with them. Um, and then it's like, that's the first moment in the film where we kind of see like a friction in their relationship is when he's yeah. taking him to introduce him to Einstein. And he's like, oh, I've already met him. So uh, immediately he's kind of like a little like, oh, all right. And then uh, he's leading him out there to introduce him. Uh, and uh, Oppenheimer gets there ahead of him. And he he can see that he and Einstein are talking for a bit. And Einstein leaves and is passing him. And he says, hi, Albert, how are you doing? And Einstein is just dour and walks right past him. So for the whole rest of the movie, it keeps coming back to it. But it and it seems yeah. it seems kind of like a funny gag. But it's actually the core of Strauss's character where it's like he's convinced that they were talking about him. And that's like Oppenheimer must have said something to this guy who was my friend, Einstein, that I admire. And he doesn't, you know, he he, he rebuffs me. Right. It wasn't about him. It wasn't about him at all. It never was. And that's like, it's kind of the, he Strauss was not able to see beyond his own ambition, I guess, is the way yeah. that they're, and, and uh, Oppenheimer, I guess, eventually was. Like he, he like it's it's you know do, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. It would have been so funny, by the way, if he leaned into Einstein and said, "I fucked your old wife," <laughs> and that was what he told <laughs> he him. Just weeps back to his yeah. lab. But no, yeah. I thought so. Bringing no, um, it, using that to bookend the movie to just confirm that, like it, because a little bit yeah. before that, we get introduced to this, like some. I think Alden Ehrenreich, who is also in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think Jesus doesn't he say this to him? Or, or oh no, wait. Um, Oppenheimer says it to him where he says it was never about you. Yes. Um, um, well, one of them does. One of yes, them does. Sure. Yeah. So somebody, um, so we have that idea in our head and then bookending it with that Einstein moment to just drive it home. It's like, it was never about. And that. Strauss, yeah. 
I feel like that it, the the use of stress and the twist again. The twist is that Strauss is trying to destroy Oppenheimer, and we, oh, yeah, you, at one, first yeah. you think that you think that like the whole time we're following Strauss, he's trying to figure out who screwed Oppenheimer, who leaked his FBI file to this guy, etc. And then of course the reveal is like he did it. Yeah. Um, and it is all like political, and he's just mad at Oppenheimer. And it's and, like, it's over like a and, very slight wound, which yeah. is like echoes of Donald Trump at the presidential. And, uh, not the yes. yeah yes at the um press press dinner right isn't that what yeah. it was press dinner you could argue started yeah. it yes the, um but uh, by the way this movie hardly like it is it does reflect that stuff but it, i wouldn't say it's saying anything no, it's about more modern genera- politics it's more generally about this thing that is observable in in, yeah, system, in systems of, in, of power like this. It's about this horrific power in the hands of petty, petty men. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it really petty good ambitious at the end. men. Yeah, at the end of him saying, like, yeah, we did destroy the world, it the movie does make a solid case just using Oppenheimer's life. Doesn't even have to use anybody else's life mm-hmm. to show, like, yeah, just this dude, the guy who uh, invented the bomb. His the things that happened to him is proof that we shouldn't have the bomb. Yeah. Um, and so that's a very fucking effective use of this, this, uh, you know, person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, yeah, he's imperfect and like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's definitely a conversation about that of like, they, they're showing he's a bastard, but it's, it's like, they don't really dwell you know, on it. Florence Pugh's character kills herself and it feels like she's kind of, it's he's moving around pieces to show how Oppenheimer's affected by it without like I never really got to know how she felt like why she really did it you know or, what I mean or why, Where, how she felt about him like their relationship yeah. is really like she hates that he brings her flowers but she does want him to come when she calls but she also doesn't it's, a, it's but and we never learn anything about her like it's like it's a hard yeah it's a hard criticism because it's like well it's not about I don't remember that what her person. name was <laughs> Yeah. honestly but it's it's tough it's kind of a tough pill to swallow but again the idea it's about oppenheimer so it's it's showing like the destructive force he is in his personal life yeah but it did feel like they didn't do enough work for me to feel like i understood where she was coming from yeah and she felt it felt a little fridgy like a little fridgy his, to be honest his wife is another like yeah. confounding Her, character. His wife, I think uh, she. They spent more time on her, so she was a little better. She, but I would have. I would have liked. I some like more. the ending where she doesn't shake the guy's hand. I like that she didn't forget. Well, and I like that. The, I like that. Um, she traps Jason Clark. Yeah. Like there's this. I whole, like that entire scene. Yeah. There's this whole yeah. buildup where like you like Jason Clark's just been a typical Jason Clark character where he's just a fucking ogreish monster in this uh, hearing. Right. Um, and he's going to interrogate her now. And she's like really upset because they just went through a bunch of people, not only attacking them, but also she had to relive like all of, all of his philandering and shit. So she seems like right. on the verge of tears and at the, for like the first couple of questions, she's like, really, it seems like she's cowed. So she kind of like lures him in. Like he's like, he almost like licks his lips. Like he's like, yeah. he like inches close. Like, ah, I really got her. Like, you know, like, like he thinks he's gonna, Jason Clark, but then yeah. she's, uh, springs a trap on him basically and just rips him apart. And it's really fun. But like, I would have liked to know where that came from. Her. Yeah. Like a, get to know her a little bit more. Cause like, 
her her husband before that went off to fight in the Spanish Civil War and was killed. It's like it's and she had been married even before that. And it was like, man, she yeah. has this whole life that we don't know anything about. But again, the same thing that we were talking about with not seeing the bombing or, or not seeing anyone in Japan. It was uh, it's you could it's argue that it's intentional. How to I don't, balance it. Yeah. But it but it's also a problem because Nolan is sort of one of the things he gets pinged for a lot is the way that he underwrites his, his women characters. And he, yeah. And I think it's, we got that here too. Yes. Um, again, they feel more like pieces to be moved around props. in order to make him feel something. Correct. They feel uh, like props. And yeah. And I, I definitely sort of got that vibe. I do like, yeah, the, when the answer tells you like one day they're going to give you medals and act like it's for you, but it's really for them. And that's when she doesn't shake the guy's hand. Yeah. And I like that she was his outrage for him. Well, she's um, not playing Emily the game. Blunt character. Yeah. She's not playing the game that he is. But there wasn't enough. And I'm, I'm thinking about this movie. And I'm like, did we really need to know? Did we really need like a lot of Jack Quaid? Like, did we need? He's um, not in it that really. He's like in three scenes. I know. But that's what I'm like. I, I wonder if it's a, that they kind of focused on all the scientists in a way. And it's like, I don't know. They they didn't matter as much. I don't. I, ultimately, I don't really. It's hard. I don't really I mean, agree that they of, focus on them that much. Like there's a bewildering number like, of them. They kind of go in. Like we said earlier, actors go in and out of the movie. Yeah. It's hard to know what to focus on. But it, yeah. it it's more just that it felt like the two women in his life, they needed to focus on more. Well, and then and there's like know, a surprise like, third woman at the end that they reveal. They sort of hint before. Oh, yeah. But then they reveal definitely at the end that he's been uh, sleeping with her as well. And she was the wife of one of the scientists on the project. Yeah. And again, I get it. He has a dirty dick. Yeah. He's um, just a. <laughs> but it's it's almost to me, it was like, I don't know. If you're not going to spend enough time, then don't spend any time on it. Um, but you can't. It, it is definitely a delicate balance. And I know that like three hours is literally the limit for IMAX, I'm pretty sure. So I feel like he did a lot of his editing based on that. Mm-hmm. Where, um, And I mean, come on. It doesn't need to be more than three hours. But there's just a... Um, and I think it's better than not mentioning it. Yeah, it's just another... It's the same problem mm-hmm. as before. Mm-hmm. Like you said, well, the women are underwritten. And when it's like this guy if- kind of burning through women... Uh, and this and giving tree, his you know. like, literally giving his kid away for a, a period. Yeah, um, it's like in in terms of that and showing about how it's he's just destroying uh, his his personal life and how he's just kind of a terrible friend in general to the people yeah. around him. I think it's better to mention that stuff than not, for sure. But yeah, yeah and you don't really feel it that much, I guess. But but I no, guess it's more. It he, does feel more like kind of ticking off like a litany of like his flaws. Yeah, and this is a this fucked stuff. up thing he did, and this is a fucked up thing he did. But they really they really yeah. breeze past him leaving his kid with another family. <laughs> right, and I sort of get it because there's like one really big thing he did. Right, that was pretty fucked up. Yeah. So yeah, yep, yep. get to focus on that thing. Um, yeah. What was with the scene where Einstein just came out of the night? <laughs> Sorry. Which was you remember that? that scene? The guy drove away and then Einstein just came out of the darkness um, no, and started talking out. to him. It was, I, he was talking to someone outside his house and the guy gets in the car, drives off and then Einstein approaches him. I'm not crazy. This scene happened <laughs> because several people in the audience laughed when it happened um, because he just lurches out of the night and it's just like Einstein. Is it at the end when I don't know? When, no, uh, it's not at the very end. When uh, when um, 
Strauss and fucking Dane DeHaan had come to his house. Right, Dane DeHaan's in this. Dane DeHaan's in this, playing a real Dane DeHaan. Yeah, that's why I wanted to mention. So I have one critique. Uh One moment uh, where he decides to do the Joker for JFK. That, uh, that pinged me where they're like except for one nobody senator who well, I'm, spoke up again or spoke up who's this guy uh, mr kennedy ah. yeah and then they move on i was and just it, like what am i supposed to clap right now yeah what is this the fucking avengers initiative it's like yeah, yeah. it's like Should billy like, zane saying picasso car. he'll never amount to anything like yeah, i yeah. understand like I'm sure that's true. Like, I'm sure can't, that's oh, accurate. Yeah, of course. But, like, there's, you didn't need to build it up like like, like that. <laughs> it definitely felt like a clap moment. It was a And real it was clap just very moment. funny to me. Yeah. yeah. I really wanted them to, like, be like, he left his calling card. And it's like a Joker card, but it says it Kennedy. Just a picture of Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah, that was very silly. That was, again, there's a little bit of Nolan in this where it's like, oh, you can't help yourself sometimes. No, I can't. He's still the yeah. same guy. I mean. But I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. He's he's gotten um, much. He's gotten more mature for sure. But yeah. and in some ways, but, I mean, Tenet was was a mess. <laughs> yeah, Tenet was a mess. Tenet was a real um, piece of shit. No, but the th- <clears throat> the thing that really impressed me still, and we haven't talked about that much, was the the atomic bomb test. Yeah. Because again, it's not a big part of the film, but the way he handled it, I thought he was going to really nullin that up, and he he really doesn't. More, it felt more like old school Nolan. It felt more like Memento era Nolan. It felt s- smaller in scale where he wasn't trying like, to impress us. It actually reminded me of Insomnia because yeah. we don't see, we only see the murder really in abstract in Insomnia. Yeah. Um, and also he what plays it, a lot with that because of Al Pacino being tired. But yeah, so it, it reminded me of that. Yeah. It's what it is, is that I was wondering watching this movie, is Nolan going to read the room? And, like, for example, uh, James Cameron made a movie called Titanic, and Titanic read the room as much as it needed to, right? But he couldn't help having a guy ping off of a propeller and pinwheel into the water, right? because he's right? James Cameron. Right. But because Titanic was so fucking long ago, nobody was, like, that upset, right? It was, it was the right... You, you could, I guess you could argue this back and forth, but I thought it was the right amount of reverence for the Titanic while also getting to, like be james cameron about it right well also getting to have uh, billy zane chase them with a pistol through the sinking titanic exactly you know? so the question with the bomb going off was like how nolan is he gonna have restraint is he gonna want be like this is i want this to be awesome and and i right really is he gonna like, do like a doc brown thing where they're trying to reconnect the 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 electrodes or something in time before the bomb drops just the way he shoots it like is he going to shoot it in a way of like check it out i did this and that was what was so impressive about it is like he he it wasn't shot to show off the effect i guess is what i'm saying um it was show it was it was focused on the characters Mm -hmm. and on how surreal the moment was and how like uh, like how dreamlike it is Uh, and and I thought they just did a really good job where like, for example, the lead up to it going off, you don't really like feel it that much because it's almost very casual where you're like, oh shit, they're doing it now. I guess we're they? doing it. Yeah. I guess like, we're doing yeah. it. Fuck. All right. It's that where it's they like show the storm and they're waiting for the storm to let up. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, it's let up. Let's get this going. And you, you expect like a way more of a like treating it with this big like dramatic reverence where like like we're saying this movie isn't really about the bomb Mm-mm. 
Um, it's about the consequences of the bomb. Yeah. And so the bomb itself isn't treated like the big event. It's probably no, it's happens in, it probably happens right before the third act. Right. There's like, still a it whole, happens like, there's still like a whole 40 minutes of this movie after the bomb yeah. test is, is successful. Right. And it's not the big revelation or the big, like, this is the thing. Mm-mm. Uh, and so like it did feel very restrained and like he had sort of an understanding of you know he read the room a bit in terms of like how to treat the actual explosion uh and it's i don't know i can't wait to watch it again and like really analyze what he did with it Mm -hmm. uh but it was really cool and of course you see the bomb go off and then you hear the sound well after and that was really cool yeah when like the the force actually hits them yeah the sound and I, i think he again it's it's all about shockwaves, right? And it's all about this idea of like ripple effects, yeah. Like he's ripple effects. Looking at he's, the pond at the end, yeah. The and at the beginning, the mm-hmm. first thing we see is a pond or water splashing in a puddle, and so it's this idea of like this thing. It's already happened, and then the and I, I know this is just also how bombs go yeah, off. Yes, yeah. But he, I think he, I think he like stretched out and he emphasized that that concussion that happens afterwards because that's kind of what the whole movie is right right? yeah he explored all angles of that metaphor pretty much yeah he did a really good job with using the bomb itself Mm -hmm. as a a metaphor for what the bomb did which is a very simple it's a simple metaphor but it's done very very effectively yeah and he does Um, a lot of different he, he does a couple of different like we were saying angles of it yeah, like the pond ripples, the the puddle ripples, you realize also symbolizes like the ripples of nukes going off everywhere. And in also Oppenheimer's just mind. the ripples through time of what they've done, of course. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's it's we get all we use every part of the cow. <laughs> yeah, he used every part of the the metaphor, yeah. <laughs> and he did it well, and then I think it was just really smart to focus on the communist stuff because then it yeah, highlights the other half of it, which is like that that was the whole thing, which is like I was scared this was gonna be go America. And I, I didn't think it was gonna be, but I was it, scared like the audience was gonna get that out of it or people were gonna, you know, ironically watch it. But it's like again, people just like <laughs> people just watched it seriously, like, yeah, that was a big deal. It very like, much is not a stuff. go America movie. I can say it's, it's not audience, it's not like a boo America movie necessarily. No, but it's not a go America movie, that's for sure. And it was just neat how the audience really felt it. It felt like um, while I was watching it, it it did a very good job at yeah, it was good as hell. Not not making nukes out to be good in any way. No, and it's I think terrifying. a big part of that was filming the nuke scene in a way that like and like it's been... not shot from multiple angles. It's not like it's just this fucking explosion in the darkness and it yeah, doesn't really it, look it, like much it, it seems like a hallucination almost like you said it's it's real yeah. it's surreal um it's from the perspective of the people watching it which yes. is really important too. yes yeah um because so, that's kind of the, that's the whole movie right it's just from it's locked to the perspective of the of the people who witnessed a specific thing yeah um and like so just that yeah. as a very definitive look of like the consequences of the atom bomb being made it's like yeah you did a damn good job there's certain things i you know like i said like the, the florence pew character this it's not perfect um no the movie is certainly not perfect but no, it, no, no, no. it's very effective in what he was trying to do uh in a way that i think was pretty respectful 
Um, I think so. You know, I think that's up for debate. Obviously, it was. I don't feel like it was exploitative. In that. No, it certainly wasn't. Yeah. But I, I'm sure everybody has sure their own views and opinions on yeah this film. But I didn't. I was just scared he was going to get. I, I guess get it was. Like I was scared it was going to yeah. be about the logistics of making the bomb without right. thinking about like the really, consequences of yeah, the bomb. Yeah, and yeah, and and they they don't do that. Like it doesn't become like a real jokey. Hey, we're building a bomb, and then like right. It, it, they don't they don't treat it like Iron Man perfecting his suit. Like they it right. does not. It is not that tone at all. Yeah, here's what I was fully expecting for better or for worse, and they don't have in the movie at all, and this surprised me. There's no scenes where they're sitting around being like, well, I think there's one brief scene, but there's no scenes where they're like, how do we solve this? Oh, let's do this. It's not Apollo 13, right? No. Where they're like trying to solve puzzles, and they're showing like people running through hallways like, I got it. I figured it out. Right. I He's fully not... expected there would be some of that. The bomb just gets made in the background of the it movie. It does, because it's not... He's not however you feel about how he treats the the, the protagonist the, the main character um he's not making a movie that's like trying to goose these guys ego for how clever they are like he's not right. showing they, how clever they are at solving problems or anything like they that they actually never show oppenheimer do, do anything to make the bomb nope, really not really he just sort of directs other people right and then we have other scenes with him and again the bomb just gets made around him. It almost implies that he didn't do much to create the bomb. And yet, like, he takes all of the credit. And, In addition yeah, exactly. to the burden, but he does take all of the credit. Yeah, and so that was impressive. The fact that it wasn't like, but how, what? Yeah. How did they? Yeah. Who came up with this? Cl- who came up with the like that, the triggering device that would do this? Like, what is it? You know, there's that, none of that. Yeah, that would have been gross. That would have been insensitive. Right, but I, I fully, I thought even if they treated it with respect, I fully expected a little of that, a little like here's how they there put is it together, here's how they did that. it. Very, very little. Yeah. They have one conversation about like the ignition device. Yes, uh, and that's about that's it. Pretty much it. Yeah, and it's more relevant about the hydrogen bomb. Like the stuff that they do include is about someone theorizing a hydrogen right, bomb. Right. That the point of that scene is that it ends in that guy. Tan- yes. Teller uh, suggesting the possibility of a hydrogen bomb, and because right, that and that's becomes actually the, the, the point. whole point of the movie, yeah, is building a bigger bomb than even what they're trying right. to do. So it was—it's so weirdly the like, and they—they don't even treat the bomb with like a scary reverence. Um, it's just a thing. It like, and that, again, that's sort of the point. When they're the point is that they're not thinking about it. They're, they're not considering it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and then they keep calling it a gadget, like I mentioned. But I do yeah. think there is, uh, like, I thought it was scary. And as the person watching it, um, and most people that watch this movie probably won't have a huge grasp of physics of, of, on this level. Yeah. Um, but I, I sure don't. So, like, when they're assembling it, like, in, in the sort of scene, the kind of montage that's uh, leading up to the yeah. test... Uh, as they're putting it together, and then you see Oppenheimer go out and, and stand and look at the finished device, you don't understand what you're looking at. Like they have this ball, yeah. and they're putting all these wedges around it. It looks like a blooming onion, and then they yeah, put this it other like a stuff robot on testicle. it. Yeah, and yeah. then they lower like the uh, what uh, uranium, I think, in there um, or plutonium. Yeah. I know they used both in the anyway. They 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 lower the radioactive shit in there. 
Um, and then you see the device, and it's just this giant, like, bathysphere-looking thing with all these wires sticking out of it. And I don't understand what any of it does or how it works. It just made it... It's like seeing some... It's like seeing alien uh, buildings, like an alien city. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just don't understand what any of these things do or what what, he's, what, it, what they are. And it even... Like, I, the bomb even has, like, weird angles to it. Like, it looks alien and scary, like... Because I don't understand don't, how it works at all. <laughs> they don't care to explain it no, to us. No, they never do. Not the they point never of the do. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, yeah, important. Because I really was scared he'd be obsessed with, like, I want to talk about how the bum was made and the logistics. And it's like, no, he knew, obviously, no, that doesn't matter. That's not the story here. And that was the, like, I remember first hearing about this movie and going, like, what the fuck is this story even going to be about? Just, like, nerds inventing a bomb? Like, who gives a shit, right? Uh, and he clearly focused on the right stuff, Um like I, I contend that he could have the communism stuff. Like he could have technically used anyone, but obviously you use Oppenheimer. And what I'm saying from that is like he used, he focused a, he focused on the right stuff with Oppenheimer to make the message he made, which is like, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of things in his life. I, I don't even know how much this like the communism stuff, how much of his life that made up. Uh, but it was the right thing to focus on and he knew it to the point that he put the bomb itself on the back burner um, to, you know, get the result that we got. And so, yeah, I think it great job. Also, James Remar's in this. He sure is. Matthew Modine. That was Matthew Modine. We talked about Modine, right? Did we? I don't know. I don't I remember. Know. Every Who can say everyone's in this, in this movie? Yeah, so I liked it. I, I didn't love it, but I think... That's just because I was never going to love a movie about Oppenheimer. <laughs> like this I don't know. is I definitely thought it was the... really effective. I really enjoyed it. That's what I'm saying. It was very effective. It was really good. I just mean like, and I I love me a thriller, you know, and a political nerd ass dad film. I'm just saying that like a three hour Oppenheimer movie. I liked. I I don't. It's not like. I'm not going to keep watching it a bunch of times, you know? <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I really liked it. I think it's a very good movie. Uh, I'm more excited to watch Barbie, I guess. Uh, but Sure. Uh, it's just because this is, you know. Barbie will definitely be more fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's very good. Yeah, I thought, I thought so. I don't, uh, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I think, I'm I sure think we've exhausted the things. topic, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Oppenheimer. Check it out. You know, if you heard if you heard of it, little film, mm-hmm. little film going around, small film. <laughs> yeah, small Itty independent picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. The fucking cast. Everyone is in this movie, man. Yeah. So many people. Well, every actor, not so much actresses, but a lot of lot yes. of swinging dongs. Yeah, it's a sausage party. They have the lady from Dread in it, um, Olivia Thirlby. Oh really? Yeah, she's one of the she's oh. the one scientist that is like speaking at the uh, the demo, the meeting on uh, at Los Alamos where they're doing the meeting about we don't want to drop oh, the bomb on Japan. Good. Like good for her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's like three actresses in it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Otherwise, it's a yeah, it's a meat fest. <laughs> that's Just our Chris Nolan dick salad, dick salad, Real dick salad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, brought a dick um, salad to this pool party <laughs> uh we have a patreon should we talk about our patreon we should talk about our patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed we got um 
uh, exclusive podcasts on there, like Tom and Jeff watch Batman, Fox Motors Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. I don't think we'll watch Oppenheimer. <laughs> I, I always like to weigh so. in on whether or not we'd watch the We Just Watched movie. Probably not. I don't. I don't think it's an Oppenheimer. It's a little too vibe. heavy. Yeah, it's just not yeah. one that you want to sit and like chat with your buds. <laughs> we did watch Microwave Massacre recently. We did. Uh, and that's like Oppenheimer. It is. You know? it is a, it's about a man who gets a, a power that nobody should have, which is a giant microwave. Yeah. yeah. Um, and an insatiable thirst for human flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We also have a store. Should I move on to that? <laughs> I just realized we didn't even talk about Mr. Matt Damon and his mustache. We didn't. Matt Damon is great in this movie. Yeah, he's doing good. He's, he's a real Matt Damon type. solid though. Matt Damon character, yeah. Yeah. He really slides really easily into general. Yeah, he does. Yeah, when he's like, I'm general, I was like, I don't I don't believe that. I'm sorry, Matt. Yep. And they make his mustache slightly longer and you're like, okay, I can see <laughs> the wizened mustache of a of a general. Yeah. Uh, we have a store, HedwardGameplayUnemployed.com, where you can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your Open peepers on that. Opie peepers? Open peepers. Oppie peepers. They call them Oppie, not Opie. Oppenizers? Oppen. Yeah, there you go. Oppenizers. There it is. Slap. We got there. We got there. Yeah. In a way, we built our own bomb. Yeah, we did. In a way. Yeah. In a way, we just destroyed the world. 